0: We live in a world that encourages us to remove ourselves from the human experience. Whether it's looking at our phones too long, forgetting how to talk to someone face-to-face, or just straight up giving in and convincing ourselves that a chicken nugget is actual food. It's not food, it's silence. I don't know about you, but this freaks me out. So I've started a podcast, my antidote to this silliness. It's time to blow our minds. My name is Will Fleming, welcome to my podcast, Please Blow My Mind. And here we go, Guy Pigden. You, you've done this a few times for me, coming on the podcast, talking about life, talking about, uh, yeah, what the hell we're doing That's and right. why we're doing it.
1: I've been here a few times.
0: <laughs> it's quite a. Uh, I mean, look, these are the big questions, right?
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: If it was just about, you know. I don't know, food and water and a bit of love here and there, Mm -hmm. it would be quite straightforward. But one thing we are not is straightforward. eh?
1: That's right. (laughs) That's right.
0: (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Um, Let's get that coffee kicked in. This episode not brought to you by Starbucks. Um, No. But, you know, I may or may not have taken those Starbucks cups from Starbucks Mm. purely because they just cost so much. So yeah. if, if you're watching on YouTube um, we're having a wee coffee because it's it's in the evening. It's getting a bit late. It's um but this is the podcast life. It is. So bro, let's um let's kind of like I guess kick off from the beginning okay. so someone who hasn't come across Guy Pigdon before yeah, uh, it's getting harder and harder to put you in a box the more you do that's true how do you describe yourself
1: I, I would still define myself as a filmmaker first and foremost yeah. uh, so I'm a, a writer director um, I've made one feature film I'm just finishing my second one I've made a bunch of web series and shorts and yeah. stuff like that and uh, I also do sort of a lot of um, corporate work and bits and pieces so but that's how I define myself still as a filmmaker. Mm. I'm also a pro wrestler. Uh, I do pro wrestling. Um, I work as a teacher Mm. uh, now as well. I've also been an Uber driver and I will probably be (laughs) Uber driving later this evening. Um, I've worked in a call centre. I do a variety of things, but Mm. how I define myself still um, ultimately as a filmmaker.
0: It's interesting you mentioned the word variety. I was at a, a... what do you call it Like a Upskilling session We had this Awesome dude come in Called Wade I'll think of a second name He's coming on the podcast soon And he was talking Just the The practicabilities practic- Of life mm-hmm. The mixture between Eastern and Western philosophy All of these things And he talked about um, The secret to happiness Being something like A good relationship mm-hmm. uh, uh, I'll forget Blank on the second one But the third one Was variety Yes And you kind of feel like at times it must be frustrating kind of dabbling in so much mm-hmm. but at the same time there is a lot of uh like those synapses are getting fired constantly yep. eh
1: yeah look I think it's much better than a, a true nine to five which I've also worked at times um to kind of support my filmmaking um I feel pretty lucky to be in a position where my filmmaking is now uh, even if it's not in my own creative endeavours, mm-hmm. it's providing me work, it's providing me income and doing so in a, a more substantial way. You know, when I go to film an event Like I'm looking forward to it. Mm. I'm thinking, how am I going to capture this the best and most interesting way? Um, You know, how I'm going to give it a cool, nice look and a vibe and what's the event going to be? It's going to be, is it going to be interesting? That sort of thing. Um, I'm never not looking forward to it. And this might be after I've already worked a full day Mm. or, or something like that. But because I know it's utilizing my skills, no, I'm not writing and directing on the next Netflix TV series at this very Mm. second and in that very moment, but I am doing something a couple degrees away from that, so I definitely take solace in that and enjoy that.
0: Would you say it's fair to say that you've had to recalibrate what filmmaker is defined to you? Yes. Like, for example, when I first came across you, this was maybe five, six years ago, you were very much in the camp of... Well, I'm grinding out to do the big film, mm-hmm. and everything is some you know, some good things, but there's things against me. Whatever that mm-hmm. is, politics, if you like, yep. a more traditional um, sense of um, I'm going after the stream. The guy I hang out with now <laughs> is kind of embracing kind of like this fast turnaround content world mm-hmm. and the long burn academy award winning stuff would yep. you say that's fair
1: yeah look my philosophy and mentality since i
0: originally met you has completely changed wow so you're saying there's a hope for everyone that that's we're not right. locked into who we are
1: um 100 percent. and <laughs> look the way i see it or the way i can sort of equate it to best is that i originally thought that i'm doing everything in service of becoming you know um, like a great filmmaker um and becoming this amazing writer director and i don't want to diminish my writing and directing Mm. by doing sort of i guess corporate work or other work um that is not where my true passion lies because somehow that will diminish my passion Mm. for becoming that next great thing and so my old idea was simply that i'll work these boring nine to fives until I kinda of crack it big I mm. guess or make it big and now my mentality has completely changed where it's like, Well wait a second. My primary school is a filmmaker and a storyteller why am I not using this to make much better money than I would (laughs) grinding it out on a nine to five? Like, why on earth would I be doing a regular nine to five for sort of close to minimum wage when I could be getting paid for my actual skills that I've acquired over 15 years, Mm. um, but simply applying them in a different world, whether it's that it's a corporate world or for other people, whatever. So I I think I was a little bit, I guess, high-minded about it. And now I've sort of realized like, look, if i can and i've some had this conversation with a few of my students now as well is like look if you can make something that applies sort of 75 percent of what you enjoy doing Mm. isn't that better than making nothing Mm. getting paid less and applying zero percent of (laughs) of of, you know what you enjoy doing Mm. because that's often the sort of alternative if Mm. you're working in a call center or uber driving or whatever it is you know none of those things are maximizing my skills or you know, rewarding me for my skill set. Mm. So, um, I've definitely come around in, in, a, in a big way to sort of a, a different way of looking things. And also, I, I hope that you know that's me sharpening my tools, mm. uh, and uh, so that when those big directing jobs do come along, and they do come along, um, I can apply all that stuff that I'm sort of working on in the corporate world or whatever um, to that stuff, and I'll be a better filmmaker.
0: And and you know, you mentioned teaching. Isn't it fun? and it's hard to describe teaching as fun because yeah. most people think of teaching as crap yeah
1: or well, you know those who can do those who can't teach right true, true. and that was certainly my i guess what i used to joke about at school um, I saw these teachers almost as, as, as failures mm. somehow, um, but certainly continue on. That was not my perspective now.
0: <laughs> but the, I guess the idea is what I found is when you're teaching, it's very different to most life conversations because most life conversations are in a commercial sense. Mm-hmm. So you have to fill out things. You yes. have to pad things out. And teaching just requires you to give ultimate value because you've already been paid. Yeah. And so what you end up doing is cutting all the bullshit and just going straight to the good stuff. And And I realized when I started teaching that that's how we should and that's how I do do most of my stuff. Now. Mm-hmm. And I always talk about it. But this is it's this idea of just because you tell someone the secrets to the trade doesn't mean those secrets are easy to master. A hundred percent. You know what I mean. So it's like the gym. You can say if you do so and so reps, you're going to get big muscles. Good luck trying to do those reps
1: all the time and get into the gym and make that time and meet that thing and Mm. eat well and do all this. And I agree. Like that's the thing. Like for me, what I'm trying to do with my students is give them the tools um, that I. That took me 15 years to get. Mm. I want to give it to them in sort of six months. Now, they still have to go and do all those things. The reps, what mm. you're talking about, they mm. still have to go and practice and refine and yep. get better. You know, They're not going to just become amazing right off the bat, but I, I had to kind of learn all that stuff myself mm. through mistakes. I'm hoping let's not make those mistakes. You now have learned that basis. You have that, and you can take that forward into into your work, um, and hopefully kind of leapfrog you know Mm. 10 of those 15 years maybe it'll only take you five you know that would be awesome
0: it's very exciting to think about the prospect of digital content and where it's all going and i mean this is an example you know it's not just that i want to have a podcast exactly the same as joe rogan's even though i do (laughs) same microphones, same cameras great microphones but 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 i definitely want to explore like this is i think nbc and sky tv in 1930 Mm -hmm. you know it's like simplified it's 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 this that cuts the camera we're on camera and it's all plugged in and it's cables everywhere and we've got a pet cockroach somewhere around the studio I know it could pop out at any time and what what did we say the name was Gary G'day Gazza me old mate Gazza crawling up my shoulder I sincerely hope not I also it's like uh, I'm telling people it's a virtual campfire (laughs) and at a campfire it could be a friend stroking your leg or a cockroach (laughs) or an eel (laughs) or something gross yeah and that's why you're having a good time um Yeah, I guess this whole idea of doing this new media is that we don't have teleprompters and we are, I guess, the closest we've ever been to trying to be ourselves in the real world, whatever that means, and the virtual world, whatever that means, Um, which is interesting segue into what you're doing now, which is very real, bro. It's like, yeah, it's actually so real. You don't know where kind of ethics begin and end. And maybe, uh, I mean, is it's kind of straightforward as saying you're. Off to the UK in a couple That's weeks. That's right, in a
1: couple of weeks, two and a half and weeks. you're
0: going to film a documentary about your uncle.
1: That's right. So I am not really a documentarian. I'm yeah. not a documentary filmmaker. That's not really my skill set. Um, but my uncle, uh, just over three years ago, was diagnosed with MSA, which stands for uh, Muscular System Atrophy. Uh, it's a progressive neurological degenerative disease um, and it basically sort of affects your whole body it's very similar to Parkinson's or something like that but the it's much more rapid and devastating so you might have Parkinson's over it could even be sort of 30 years um, and you know for the first 20 or 25 you might be sort of you might be sort of dealing with those effects once uh they say that sort of from the time you start showing initial symptoms uh with msa uh within sort of 10 years is your sort of life expectancy and because of the way um these symptoms sort of manifest themselves Uh, it's certainly very likely you won't initially be diagnosed. So when you're diagnosed, you know, in his case, he was diagnosed, um, but he'd been having the symptoms for sort of nine to 10 years prior to that. So he's already sort of, I guess, what you would define as on borrowed time um, in the medical uh, sense uh, in terms of Um, how long people are expected to live um, with this disease Um, but essentially it basically means that you just lose control of your body your body kind of stops communicating your brain um, can't you know you say move your arm your arm stops your arm does not move and it's you know progressive so obviously to begin with you're fine then you're slowly become wheelchair bound then you can't move your arms Then you can't turn your head then you can't um, breathe uh, easily you can't talk And so when I last saw my uncle, he was, uh, it was at my sister's wedding, it was in 2014, and he was uh, showing moderate symptoms. Symptoms, I guess, that for me, I'd also seen my grandfather who had a different uh, degenerative disease, but there was some similarities that in my head and I guess what I said privately to my mum scared me a little bit because I I saw the similarities to the way my uncle was you know walking and the way my grandfather was was walking Um, you know uh, he had I think uh, what's known as uh, Lewy body dementia which is again very similar Um, but uh, also affects you more neurologically in the sense that it affects. So, uh, MSA, you retain you, you, you know, you stay sharp. Your, your brain stays the same. Lewy body dementia, you can have hallucination, hallucinations. Um, you can get very confused, and it's more so you know and it maybe affects your body slightly slower but it affects your brain more um and i'm again i'm not a medical expert so i hope i'm describing those two things appropriately um but so i just saw my uncle walking around and he had the same kind of gait as my grandfather a little bit um like he was his steps were it was like his brain was telling his body to do to take these steps but It wasn't quite responding in quite the right way. And again, you would have to have been around these people to sort of see that. But I saw that, and I obviously didn't say anything at the time because, one, I don't want to worry anyone. Like, I don't want to go up to my uncle and say, hey, you're moving around, like, you know your your father who had you know something obviously very seriously wrong with him Mm. um and you also want to attribute it to like hey because he was having uh, low blood pressure issues which is another very big symptom of this of msa um but i didn't want to say anything and then sort of i guess maybe 6 months after that or a little bit longer he was officially diagnosed with msa uh, the other thing about msa is it's, it's incredibly rare um, so i think uh the statistic is about 3300 people have been diagnosed in in the uk with it mm. you know of all of the uk forever you know so you think about cancer you know mm. and people being diagnosed with that this is what you know this is the section and also with msa the only way to truly know is they have to do an autopsy on your brain after you de- after you're dead so wow. so they 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 can say like this is what we think it is you've got all the symptoms you know this is the most likely thing we cannot conclusively there is no test mm. that exists that we can conclusively do until we take an autopsy of you Wow. um So, you know, in 2014, he was fine. He was walking around um, and, you know, laughing, drinking, you know, he was just my uncle. And I saw these kind of telltale signs, but I pushed those to the back of my mind in terms of my concern as well um, until he was diagnosed. Now we're sort of three and a half, four years later, or just over four years later now, I guess. um, And he's in a wheelchair he can't. He can talk just a little bit, but it's very hard to understand him. It's a huge amount of effort for him to speak. Uh, he so he it's very hard for him to engage in conversations like that because mm-hmm. he'll mumble something you can't really understand it. He'll mm-hmm. try again, you can't really understand it. He can only get certain words out, and it's so again he he almost can't speak, very close to that. He can move. Uh, I think his hands just a little bit. Um, Enough to sort of type stuff on his computer, um, send emails and stuff. He can't really move his body much more than that. His legs, he's wheelchair bound. This is four years? And this is four years later. So four years he's gone from being like a completely functional human being Mm. to being completely reliant on other people requiring 24-7 care and sort of essentially if... Um, you know, he were to be neglected for a day, you know, he might die. Mm. Um, so, you know, it's very drastic, very rapid. Um, and, like, sort of in terms of um, diagnosis, in terms of like, okay, well, what might you die of? You know, we all think about cancer or something like that, which again is horrible. But this is just one of the worst things because your life is all the things in life that you would normally be able to enjoy, you can't really participate anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you become a prisoner in your own body. And I tried to um, sort of I, I guess equate this because it's I think what I why I wanted to do this documentary partly is because you can't imagine that. Like when I talk about this on the podcast, I can't paint an accurate picture of that. Like you say he requires 24 seven care. He can't really move. You go, yeah, man, that sounds horrible, but it's very hard in your brain or in my brain for us to really understand what that means to him. Um, and what that means for the people around him, like his wife that have to try and take care of him. Mm. Um, and I think that, you know, I felt like you know i can't i can't i don't i mean that's the sad thing about this this illness there is no cure and worse than that there is no real there are only what they say is palliative uh medical treatment which means that you can only treat the kind of the not the i guess the symptoms in the sense that you can you can only treat things to try and make people feel more comfortable Mm. You can't, there is nothing, there is no cure, there is no drug, there is not something that gives you longer or reduces your symptoms in the same way that, like, a part like there is a lot of drugs like that for Parkinson's, you know. Um, So there is really nothing you can do, but like for him, um, you know, every day is going to be a little bit worse than the day before Mm. and a very gradual thing, but you know, there is no better days, you know, for my uncle, and there is. um, you know it's it's only a decline until he just cannot do anything and he cannot even say to people how he's feeling or what he's thinking he cannot communicate that because there is no way um, for himself from him to allow himself that w- with his body um, being in the state that it is mm. um, so you know it's very uh, it's very sad it's very serious stuff and um he actually made a a short uh a sort of a short documentary of his own um called glimpses uh which i watched on youtube um he put it up on youtube and it actually helped raise uh, a, a lot of money for uh his wife to take time off work so she could become his full-time carer mm. um and well, that
0: What does glimpses mean?
1: Uh, Glimpses is glimpses inside his life, essentially. It's a little window inside what it is like for him with MSA. So it's a little glimpse. Mm. Um, And essentially, um, this documentary, I watched it, and I think that was maybe my first uh, time, because I'd known about this, you know, it was really terrible, but I hadn't maybe considered the full weight and ramifications Mm. of, you know, that day-to-day struggle. Uh, until I um, watched this thing and it, it was, you know, very uh, um, moving and, and and I encourage people to watch it. We'll probably post a link or something. Um, yeah, it's on
0: the GoFundMe page. Yes, it is on page. the GoFundMe yeah, page. So link.
1: Um, uh, you can have a look at it there. But I think that sort of sums up. And that was you know some time ago now so it actually has gotten much worse from since then right. um but seeing that i thought i thought you know like um while he's still able to to communicate to talk and stuff we live every day i can tell you what's going on in my brain you know i can tell you what i'm worried about i can tell you what's bothering me i can tell you what i'm happy about all of that stuff and he can't um and so maybe this documentary is a little opportunity for him to to actually say a bunch of things like on this sort of bigger platform Mm. um, that he has on his mind every day but he cannot share Mm. and so it's an extension I guess of his documentary of his little you know three minute um, sort of thing that he did it's an extension of that so you know we get a little bit of a window into what's going on because like I said I can talk about it with you Mm. and I can tell you all this stuff and I go can you imagine how bad it would be but it's still very hard to it's still very hard to really think think about that Mm. and I think to see that uh, visually is much more powerful and effective.
0: Yeah, man, and 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 I can't help but think too that we, you know, for for all the bad stuff we talk about social media and, and digital technology, this is one of the good things you can do now. Is it's not expensive. Well, it's relatively yeah. inexpensive to push record. Yes. Before it was burning money. Film and yeah, and and you know, you had to do things a certain way to get results, and and now it's like um, you can kind of choose to do i don't know like a vlog where you go out and do silly stuff Mm -hmm. or you can choose to basically archive a person's life and make them immortal yeah and and i mean i I guess you're trying to just are you thinking of it as an art piece or more as like a a, an homage to uh, um, make sure that you know you you may not be able to um you know talk in a, in a wee mm. while but we're going to make sure that you know your story is captured
1: i i hope like i do definitely think of it as a legacy thing mm. um for him um uh you know and i'm not sure you know that's just my perspective he may not care mm. you know like that's the thing i think you know it's 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 cool for me to go yeah i'm I, i'm doing this thing and it'll add to your legacy it's like well who cares, ma'am? because I'm living with this yeah. and that's the real problem True. is not, um, you know, what you do. But I do think that, you know, that is certainly part of it. You know, like my uncle was, you know, I, le- uh, I went to London when I was 19 and my uncle took care of me and my uncle was like a, a big brother to me and my uncle kind of helped me navigate becoming an adult to some degree mm. and finding my way in the city you know I was a guy from Dunedin when I, I went from the smallest city to the biggest city and I had no clue and so my uncle and, and in part my granddad as well but he was pretty sick at the time but my uncle fundamentally was my anchor and the, the, the person that tried to help me, tried to give me opportunities, tried to help me with my, my my dreams of being a filmmaker, helped me get on my feet in London and do whatever he could to just assist me. Um, and he is a, a, a very funny, incredibly intelligent person. And obviously, we today not going to know that but maybe we will know that through this through through this documentary Mm. so i guess that's part of my motivation my other motivation is um you know like i look at filmmaking normally as an entertainment thing like Mm. and and i i look at it as like i'm here to provide you entertainment and don't get me wrong i think that is very important but now this is more of a tool this is a tool to educate people about this horrible disease it's a tool that hopefully will um maybe encourage uh funding bodies to look into research for this um because you know as soon as you know someone that's that's got something like this the first thing you want is well what is being done to look for a cure what is being done to for even you know types of treatment and if the answer is nothing you know that that doesn't make it better for anyone that gets it or knows someone that's got it Mm. um and and that all starts from awareness and when you want to raise money or 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 something at a fundraiser or in a charity event and maybe you can play this documentary and maybe that will help when you approach you know those um those big companies uh, that are looking to invest in in um, you know in sort of uh, research, uh, medical research, this is something that maybe you can show mm. them. So I, I and also I think um, maybe uh, the other important thing is that you know people will be diagnosed with this or other similar diseases. So this is going to be a reality for people. Not that many people, but it's going to be a reality for mm. people. So what are they? have to prepare for? What do their loved ones have to prepare for and know and think about? Um, Because it's very hard to imagine before it happens. Um, It kind of seems like a non-reality for all us healthy people. Um, So I guess I hope that maybe it will help people who are about to go through it or going through it as well a little Mm. bit and i don't know if i'll achieve any of these things these are just my hopes
0: yeah man well it's it's kind of what i talk about on the podcast heaps it's it's finding something really heavy to lift and trying to lift it eh? Mm. and this is maybe one of the heaviest things you'll ever lift in your life right because it's not it's not that easy to have an idea like this and you had to reach out to the family and, this, I mean, was it right. scary to kind of say, look, yeah. I, I want to bring a camera in and record? Absolutely. And I,
1: they, they are going through an incredibly difficult time at the moment. Mm. So I, I know even now that my presence is not actually going to be at at the time helpful in Mm, any way it's 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 gonna be an annoyance it's gonna be a disruption to their routine um and it's gonna be something that is you know not particularly pleasant when they're you know dealing with all this stuff you know obviously it it definitely helps like that it's just me it's not a whole big crew going Mm. in there and i am you know a family member but it's still not great and i guess my biggest concern um when i kind of floated the idea was that they were thinking, oh. guy's just onto a cool story that he wants to tell um he's just onto like he thinks this would make a great movie for him Mm. um and you know that couldn't be further from the truth like i said i'm not a documentarian this is not really the reason that i would make films normally um and not something that i would pursue if it wasn't You know, a loved one, a family member. Mm. Like, there are many factors going into why I would want to do it, but none of them have anything to do with my personal. um, And I think maybe that's an important thing to say is that, you know, normally my movies are for me. My movies are i'm trying to tell my story or a uh, reflection of something that i want to see on screen you know they are quite uh, egotistical i guess you would say um f- for some point of view and i hope that the audience appreciates it. i hope there are other people in the audience like me so they enjoy and watch it but uh this is not at all for that this is not you know serving myself i'm hoping that this just does help other people
0: yeah I mean and it can serve you like in a different way eh? like meaning or yeah, yeah uh, uh, look. Uh, you, again it's you, your brain is going to be in overdrive trying to make this yep. work Um you're going to be spending time that you otherwise maybe wouldn't. No. So it's all of those things. Eh? And, and and who cares if people take it the wrong way? Yeah. I mean, not your family, Yeah. but like people say, oh, you know, opportunity. But, you know, opportunities everywhere. Yeah, and, and of course. I could
1: go away and make a, like in that time, I could go away on and make a travel video mm-hmm. in a beautiful country and mm-hmm. have a fantastic time. Um, but yeah, that's not what it's about. Um, I do think that maybe this will be like I have no idea I don't know how it's gonna turn out Mm. Um, you know I don't want to presume that it's gonna be like uh, anything significant or not significant you know those are my goals to kind of give my uncle an outlet and to give people a window into this disease and to, I guess start a conversation about you know, uh, research or what is being done or, or, or awareness, just Mm. awareness. That's Mm. it. Just awareness. Those are, I guess my, um, sort of goals, but I also do think that it is entirely plausible that I won't make anything this important for the rest of my life. Mm. Um, you know, like, and I'm not saying that kind of, uh, arbitrarily, I mean, like this is actually really important this is really about something really important Mm. and you know after this i'm going to go back to you know silly romantic comedies and well who knows um, who knows right oh yes you never know but you know like i still love all that stuff and that's you know that's really where i sit as a storyteller Mm. is is that yeah yeah. i
0: mean you know the question i ask everyone is what's your mind-blowing moment and what i mean by that is What's a moment that made you not look at the world the same? And mm. Who knows this might be that and who knows how that affects you? And right? You know how I am kind of over analyzing every little detail yeah. and it's because I'm on a journey to try and work out you know my own outlook on life. you know I, I, I simultaneously think there's no plan and the most beautiful plan ever. And I know those two things uh, kind of go against each other, but they don't really. Like mm. veganism and carnivore diet, are pretty much the same, apart from eating meat. You're cutting out sugar, refined foods, most bad crap. You're encouraging things to grow naturally. Mm -hmm. It's just there's one bit there. Yeah. And it's the death of animals. (laughs) Yeah. But- overall you'd say more things uh if you were doing it as a vote more yeah. things are similar than not right so so what i guess what i am trying to challenge myself when i come to these moments is i think well is like like do you believe in coincidence or things like that because yeah. let's say for example you know um so sliding doors, mm-hmm, yeah, and things happen for a reason yep. or whatever that is. Uh, let's say uh, your first um, features a smash hit, Taika Styles, yep. right? And all of a sudden you're in Hollywood and you don't have time. And I think that's it would be an accurate representation that time is of the essence. And, Absolutely. And and what we definitely probably don't have time for is um, uh, things that won't be seen by millions of people. Mm-hmm. So what does that select for? Okay, Marvel films. Yeah. Um, But that wasn't the story. No. So what it has selected for is kind of you being hypersensitive to a story. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I wouldn't be if uh, I hadn't spent that time with my uncle mm. um, for, for those uh, few years because otherwise I wouldn't have really known about him. He would have been more just a guy. You know, I um, saw him a few times when we traveled over in my childhood, but I wouldn't have that same, I guess, uh, connection um, mm. in the same way. And I guess maybe perhaps uh, the level of admiration and respect that I do for him and, yep. um, and you know i i do think there are look there's a lot of weird parallels like in 2013 i went over there to film uh, a bunch of my second feature film and it was all super last minute i essentially finished filming a day uh, at, at like our very last day of principal photography and then i hopped on a plane that night uh and flew over to london to film a few more things and also you know see a bunch of people including my uncle um and now we're sort of you know it's now 2019 and i'm just finishing that film that i finished Mm. in 2013 and i didn't really think i'd be going over to london ever uh, or not anytime soon and now i'm heading over again to do another filming thing it's kind of strange and i'm kind of doing it in the same way in the sense that it's just me and a camera and a lot of gear (laughs) um you know i guess that's the difference is like i'm bringing trying to bring a lot more production with my with me as a, as a sort of a one-man shooter but even the idea that i sort of embraced videography and um uh, being a videographer and a cameraman in this past sort of three-year period has now set me up perfectly to do this documentary mm-hmm. as a one-person shooter um but also I still have all that experience as a writer director Uh, so look there are a million weird coincidences in the same way that when I did the zombie film you know we did a zombie film when I was 16 and it was with all these people and then all those people were in some part small or large significantly significantly connected mm. uh to making this big feature film you know many years later um and those sort of connections and you know the people who were acting in it and, and all, even the people behind the scenes mm. you know so look there is all I, like i guess the way i feel is that like there to be i have to put it all down to chance right but i also will say that like Life is just incredibly weird in the way that everything does seem to connect, like it's some big
0: plan. I guess yeah. weird, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, and and we're all trying to make sense of what that means because hmm. that's the thing, right? If it if you didn't have those moments, no one would question it. Yeah, we'd just be, I don't know, the meat sack rolling around, eating, drinking, <laughs> and yeah. doing what else, you know? But yeah. we're definitely not yeah. like. You know like art or dancing mm. it's weird yeah it does that it, what's the logical reason for yeah, getting down to the boogie there
1: is uh, yeah i mean it's kind of expression right it's it's uh, it's expression uh, um, but it, like your expression of oneself um in a way that we aren't you know expected to do or 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 you know not bound by any constraints of like this is part of your job or this is a it's it's expression of self without any limitations what would you do i'd go for a dance or Mm. whatever that Mm. is or i'd go make a movie or i'd go i'd act or Mm. i'd do a painting or I'd, i'd write a song or i'd do a podcast you know um i i don't know i think i guess it's all tied up to yeah like identity and self and 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 expression of self
0: Mm. Mm. I heard something interesting today, and it was around this idea of um, before you can help others, you have to help yourself. Mm. What do you think about that?
1: I think that... I guess it all depends on your circumstances, um, you know. Even
0: through the prism of what you're doing for your family.
1: Yeah, like yes. Well, I guess look, that's very accurate. Like, if you wanted to equate that to me, you would say, okay, so I was in, I was working a night job uh, for eighteen dollars an hour or less, uh, um, and I was doing that all in service of the movies that I would shoot in the day, um, and I was in flat broke. Uh, super poor, uh, never had any money for anything. Anytime a bill come in, it was a huge disaster. Call up mum, can you loan me some money for a while? Call up the bank, can I borrow some money? Like, it was just a cycle of sort of uh, not, like, I guess living at the below the or at the line i guess not below the line but at the line Mm -hmm. and then i sort of made these conscious choices okay you know why aren't i using my skills um as a filmmaker to be to to live day to day how can i apply my skills as a filmmaker day to day so that i can live better um, and, you know, that is, yes, that is make more money, but that is also uh, make more things that give me more time for myself and all that sort of thing. And mm. so then I went down this path of becoming more of a freelancer, becoming like starting to really embrace that side of things, which has now led me to the ability um, to be able to shoot this documentary well. And it's certainly true that three years ago, I couldn't shoot this documentary well because there was huge gaps in my knowledge of how um, filming worked mm. from a pre- from a base practical point of view that I didn't understand, um, and that was. Uh, the stuff that I had to learn and had to go through and had to figure out myself over the three years which has now led me to be able to do this I mm. think I hope execute it very professionally and well as opposed to to it being something I just film on my phone and yeah, throw a
0: caution <laughs> to the wind. You know what I'd say still that's awesome yeah. film it on your phone yeah. um, I uh, Wade Jackson was the guy I was referencing before right. so he mentioned uh, a solid relationship uh, sleep yeah and variety right now my question to you is um you <laughs> talked about working at nights yeah and that means there's not much sleep that's right how are you going with that like are you still are you still trading in sleep for uh, this idea Absolutely. of flexibility
1: yeah so i'm at the moment i guess that's what i'm sacrificing so at the moment i'm sacrificing my sleep to further my other stuff and it, like you know, whether that's because I need to stay up later to earn a bit more money or whether that's because I need to stay up later to finish a, a job and start a new one or... Um, uh, but it's all, or like, or whether it's I got to stay up late because I got to look at film gear that I need to <laughs> buy, or film gear that I'm using that I need to understand. Mm. Um, you know, there's a, there's sort of multiple levels to that. But yes, I am trading my sleep at the moment. <laughs> Is it good? Uh, not in the long term, no. And again, my whole goal is to kind of tone down on that uh Mm. that sort of no sleep vibe because i don't think it's good for me
0: um Mm. well that's what the the uh, wade fella talked about he was like um uh you can kind of vary other things like eating Mm -hmm. and so and so but you can't muck around with sleep and it's something i was was, kind of captured my mind and i'm gonna ask him again when he's on the podcast but i wonder if sleep you know like it kind of seems counterintuitive that not eating, i.e. fasting, is good for you. Yeah. Because we think we're like babies who need to be fed the whole time to be happy. Hmm. But it turns out if you fast, you your body goes into healing mode. And I'm trying to work out if it's the case where you need to sleep regular. Yeah. Why does life give you a baby? Yeah. And make it so right? you can't sleep regular. Yeah. Like the last year, my baby just turned one year old. Yep. She'd been waking my ass up night, yeah, and not even to have my titty, yeah. you know, it's the, my wife's, and and I'm stuck, kind of like going back to sleep, feeling sad because we're all woken up, and mm. I get to go back to sleep. My wife has to put it in the yards, yeah. you know. Yeah. It's like, so so if the case was to have same sleep, then we would just fall asleep when the sun goes down, yeah, and we'd wake up when it comes up. Yeah, but that's not life's intention, eh? So there's all these kind of little clues or questions that everything poses. They eh? Like what is yeah. the right way of kind of figuring these things out? And, 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 and again, like age, for example. Like what we sound like is just old dudes. Yeah. Like nothing fun. It's Saturday night and we ain't boogieing. No. We're podcasting, baby. Yeah. We're just talking it out, having a coffee. But
1: I find that much more rewarding than if I was going out. And I would say that was true. Like, if I'd sat down and had this conversation with you when I was 20, uh, I would find this still much more rewarding than had I gone out, got really drunk, you know maybe hooked up with someone and, and got some McDonald's and went home, yeah. you know, like that's, uh, uh, of, of, of those two things, I, I would still pick having an interesting conversation.
0: I'll tell you what though, at 20, that was a mean night out. Oh, it was a great night. Cause most of the time there was no hooking up. It was no. just going home with McDonald's. McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, um, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting. I, I don't know where this whole thing ends up and maybe that's the point of it that you don't know you know like uh you just have to unfortunately go through this and you know kind of be conscious but never know why you were
1: uh yeah i kind of think like i mean i think yeah there's one of my uh the quotes that i wrote in um in older um but one of the quotes is um nobody knows anything and the sooner you figure out that the better off you'll be
0: mm.
1: And I, the older I get, that that is definitely kind of more what I assign. Like I used to look for a lot of meaning and, 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 and trying to figure everything out, trying to analyze everything, figuring everything out. And now I'm more like, if you look to all the people that think they've got it figured out, they're actually just uh, presenting their theory. Hmm. But if you look deeper into that theory you'll see that they also don't have it figured out. Mm. And so you're in this constant cycle of like you're looking for a I guess quote unquote higher power yeah. from these people. But these people are just you. These people are just the same as you and they may think they have it figured out, but essentially they they're in the same boat, the same position, the same you know everything. And so, you know, there is no figuring it out. Mm. It, it, it's it's purely just going along for the
0: ride. And yes, that's yeah. It definitely is. But you know, the one bit that I keep coming back to, yeah. And it's the fact that you, when you say things out loud, it's something different, right? You can think it, yeah. But when you say it, it is different, right? Like, sure. I often think that if you, um, let's say you're praying, right, and you got to try. Please, God, let me jump over this massive ditch. Yeah. You're actually, there's, a, there's an argument to me that you're just saying it out loud. Yeah. So you can hear it. Yeah. And so you can process it. And so you can get some courage to do to, this. To do it. Don't jump. Mm. And I'm totally on board with that. Yeah. I guess what happens when you say, well, look, praying's a bit silly, whatever. Mm. Then you should still say, but saying stuff out loud's good. Absolutely. And we never say that, you know, so we end up just thinking it. We end up just putting it on Twitter, but we don't say it like, where's the other forums to stay, say stuff out loud. And I just wonder if that would help a wee bit more, you know, maybe it's something like, um, I don't know at the beginning of the podcast. Hey, uh, Guy This is going to be an awesome podcast And we're going to Say some stuff That we're going to be proud of And Mm -hmm. uh, We might get into a tricky situation But the best thing is We're both here Trying to keep each other afloat Yeah Fist pump Yeah Like we just that yeah, it feels weird. Which is uh, the equivalent of a prayer, correct? But it sounds weird when you don't say it was a prayer. Yep. If I say to you, uh, <laughs> "Dear Lord, please back me and <laughs> yeah, Guy up yeah, yeah. to go forth in our conversation, and yeah. have a really ripper of a conversation because we want to make some difference in yes. this world." Yeah. Everyone's like, Chahu. Yeah. But if you just make it like, yes. hey bro, I'm speaking out loud. So we're gonna be <laughs> even more ballsy. Yeah. To speak out loud. Yeah. And I'm gonna, I do that now. You know.
1: No, I agree. And uh, <laughs> look, that's good. That's good. That's important to. Um, I think it's important to to sort of talk about like, yeah, what you're going through, what you're thinking, not internalize everything, not turn to Facebook for mm-hmm. the, like, for the for even for the to kind of to gauge how someone is that's a bad way to do it yep. you need to talk to them um directly and you know we could definitely be all be a uh a little more honest both with ourselves and to other people that we're not buying into our whatever the are uh, sort of online mm. personas are that we can yes yeah, so i guess be a bit more vulnerable or you know have the sort of uh yes like the ability to um speak out loud you know those positive things Mm.
0: uh that we want to happen yes it does feel very weird to say those. wouldn't would it be something like speak out loud when it's about yourself maybe think twice before speaking out loud about others
1: i think that's uh yes carefully consider speaking out loud about other people because
0: we love that
1: eh? because that's the thing yeah it's it's fine to have an opinion on someone else but when we want to talk about at what we're doing we won't so yeah
0: yeah mm. um self-critiquing are you tough on yourself i'm super tough on myself where does that come from
1: i think it comes from the the perspective that i don't ever want to stop learning mm. and i don't want to ever stop improving and for me in the particular. Jobs, you know, that I want to do, which is filmmaker or even pro wrestler, those two things you can learn more from, you can get better at, you can find new ways to do, you can find different, even a storyteller, writer, all of those things. You can find those things, um, you can keep finding those things until you die, mm. if you're willing to keep looking for those things. Um, if you're not willing, then you will simply hit a point and you'll be at that point and you'll never get past that point point. and so for me i think that self-analysis and critiquing uh is important for improvement and growth um so that's what what i look at it as and you know uh i think yeah for me it's just important to like look at stuff and go could i have done that better how could i have done that better mm. if it didn't work why didn't it work if it did work w- within that is there more things to change um and so yeah i've i've definitely been a big proponent of that i guess
0: would you say that you are kind of being kinder on yourself like today Um, I think
1: I've definitely gotten kinder on myself as I've gotten older, Mm. um, in the sense that, you know, sometimes I think when I used to look, yes, absolutely. Because when I used to make mistakes, I would dwell on them and I would beat myself up about them, uh, you know, for days or weeks Mm. or go back and think about them. Um, but as I've gotten older, I've realized that, you know, that mistake to me was huge, but to everyone else, well, They may have noticed it right there and then, but they have forgotten about it, you know, Mm. 10, 15 minutes later, most likely. And so that is almost a sign, like that's almost a sign to my own ego, Mm. right? It's my ego that's making these mistakes huge because I think everyone else is analyzing me and judging me because I think everyone else cares (laughs) that much about me making mistakes. But the reality is they don't. Mm. Um, So And it's absolutely okay to... Um, throw them away um so I will 100% like be like hey oh, I think I messed that up that could have been better this could have been better I think about it I try and make a note for whatever it is the next time but then I also throw it away um and go you know I, I can't hold the, there's no I achieve absolutely nothing by holding on to this any further than that mm. Whereas when I was younger, I would 100% hold on to it. That's
0: mm. well, interesting lessons. I mean, going back to your documentary, mm. you're about to go into a very self critical phase. Yeah. Because you have to get this right. Or, or whatever that means. You yeah. Know? Like, um, well, I have to do a good job. Yeah. And there's yeah. a bit of there is pressure because you've, you know, it's like we've talked about it. You're archiving a person's story. Yep. And that's, this is like this is like an autobiography and 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 all of these things all in one and it can't be fake news it can't be clickbait yeah it's got to be something else there's a
1: lot more weight to it Mm. it does have to be authentic and genuine Uh, it can't be i guess hooky or trying to you know like i don't know I guess trying to Hollywood it up in some, some way, Mm. you know, it can't be that, that, and that's certainly not my, uh, intention. Um, and you know, that's the thing I do worry that, you know, I won't be able to film that much stuff because of the circumstances that, you know, the, the family is in, Mm. um, and therefore there won't be much to show and I will fail. Mm. Um, but, again this is you know one of my other things is you know about making mistakes it's okay to make mistakes you got to learn from your mistakes and then let them go um it's also okay to fail um again you just got to learn from it and then try and let it go i think what i have an issue with and and this sometimes maybe uh, uh sort of stops me from doing things in a timely manner sometimes is Uh, it's okay to fail as long as I've tried my best Mm. and sometimes trying your best means you know I guess obsessing and overanalyzing and working maybe too much on something and so for that for me is is maybe you know that's the thing but like I can let go of it if I try my best I can't let go of it if in the back of my mind it's like I could have worked harder uh, I could have been more prepared uh, I could have you know been better with my shot lists or been better with my questions or whatever that as long as I go in knowing that you know I'm as on point as I can be and I uh, I'm as prepared and and I'm doing the best job that I can I think that whatever will be will be
0: okay um past present future Mm. which one dominates your thoughts
1: I guess a mixture of um uh, past and future mm. um, so yeah you know, I'm a nostalgic dude uh, <laughs> you know my mind definitely drifts back to simpler times or mm. um, you know um, you know when life was seemed easier or maybe not even easy is the right word but when you know those carefree days um, you know when I felt my time you know hanging out with friends and mm. playing cricket in the backyard and, and playing video games for 7 hours mm. <laughs> Mm, true <laughs> um you know to try and get to level 100 of uh, final fantasy 7 or level 99 or whatever it was <laughs> um, and beat uh, ruby and emerald weapon uh so <laughs> <Wow, that's laughs> i yeah i know <laughs> 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 but um yeah so i absolutely and you know past relationships past moments in my life absolutely i'm very reflective because that sort of informs my storytelling yeah. um a little bit and me as a writer um, so I definitely, you know, go back to to those days or those times, and you know, look back at them, whether it's fondly or critically or self-analytically. Self-anal- mm. um, but I definitely do. So you know, I've got one foot there in the past, and you know, also, am I trying to recapture, mm. you know, something? Certainly, in my work, I am because I'm trying to get back to what is the 16 year old uh, guy pigden the director like what's his mindset what does he want to try and achieve because that's the person that set me off on this journey and that's the person that was you know innocent and not I guess I don't know if corrupted is the right word but not Tarnished by the negativity Of the industry, mm. tarnished by disappointment Correct, tarnished by uh, yeah, um, Losing mm. Failing, whatever um, So you know, we, you know, what's his Mindset and let's try and apply that When I make movies, let's try and be in that Mode, um, so that again makes me Kind of a bit more reflective in the past And then I'm always looking to the future because I'm always Thinking about what is, you know uh, I don't know if I've said this on this Podcast but you know, one of my Favorite uh, things is the end of Street Fighter 2 when you clock it with Ryu then he goes you know say something like you know Ryu's defeated in Bison uh, but now he's uh, off uh, always searching for the next challenge mm. and that's the only ending that has that in it and he's walking off into the sunset but he's like looking for the next fight basically mm. and that's me is that I'm on these big, long-ass journeys like this, you know, second feature film that's taken me six years and the first one that took me five years and the web series that's going to take me half a year or a year. I'm off on all these long, long journeys. But when I finish them, I get to the end and I go, okay, what's my next challenge? And I always think that way. So I'm always looking, uh, I'm thinking about what is that, what is that movie? What is that story? What is that thing? Um, So yes, one foot in the past, One foot in the future, maybe should be paying a little bit more to the amount of sleep I get in the present.
0: Well, it's an interesting thing to think about. Um, I spoke to a former uh, rugby league player, Hmm. Paul Fatuera, and he was talking about he had a psychotic episode yeah and he said he couldn't get out of the past or the future right he couldn't get to the now yeah and i reckon that's something we all should kind of watch out for you know that we do say it in kind of cheesy ways like enjoy the journey and you have to enjoy the ride but i think what that means is trying to just have some level of contentment hey like
1: oh yeah look i think that's absolutely important it's like i'm always looking to the future i'm thinking about the past but i should be very very conscious of you know what it is that i'm doing right now like i should like today today what am I doing today what's the mm. fun thing what's the cool thing mm. today um 100% and you know what's the cool moment like no point there's no point doing some amazing film work and thinking about the next film project that mm. you're going to do um you know and in a year's time we're like yeah hey, that'll be good for the next one that I do And this time you know and and so I definitely very good advice and I and I do try to take those little moments but it is quite difficult sometimes for me, it's, and it always has been for yeah, me. Yeah,
0: it, that's why that whole thing about mindfulness is exploding, and people mm. forget. They think it's meditation, and, and I guess it is, but it's a it's it, as far as I can tell, it's a way to just bring you into the now. Mm. And, and and they say the the easiest way is you know five in and out breaths through your nose Mm -hmm. and every time you kind of count to five and forget to count to five start at one and just do that for two minutes and it's it's one of those things again it sounds stupid we live in a world where that sounds stupid and if you said to yourself like i'm stretching or i'm going for a run breathing is normal breathe through your nose and out your mouth and it sounds awesome but as soon as we say it's something to bring you back it becomes this mystical no man's land Mm. you know and i i I, again i think we just need to kind of have a bit of courage eh, and say that that stuff is also okay because it's not anything else than just trying to get you to worry about right now yeah and um Maybe that was easier when there was a big tiger standing in front of you.
1: Yeah, and that you didn't have a phone, you could yeah. just go on. Mm. Yeah, you know, I would say my, my first step would be literally turn my phone off, mm. like not like put it in my pocket, mm-hmm. not uh, turn off the Wi-Fi, like just turn it off. Mm. Um, that would definitely help me. Uh, in that you know I got this this great um, app on my computer called Freedom, which basically blocks all the internet. Um, so you just set it for a timer, like an hour, two hours, and then for that time you can't you won't get an email coming in, you won't get a little Facebook notification. Uh, you you know no one's gonna be uh, tweeting you like and it's just you and time to think, time to be I guess present and work on what you're doing.
0: Do you think phones are the new cigarettes? Yes. Uh, I'm
1: not certain. I guess maybe not quite they're as not here. Like maybe not quite as destructive as as in in terms of uh, may, may, maybe for your mental health they can be, but it depends who's using them mm. and how they're affected. Whereas cigarette cigarettes is like no matter what they're bad for you no matter what they're probably going to do some serious damage to your health i think that more people some people are much more resistant to phones Mm. than you know everyone is to cigarettes and so you know for some people they can moderate themselves on phones they can use phones in a healthy way and they deal with it very well and then there's other people like myself who go on it too much Mm. but are at least aware of it and then there's some people that are even way further down the track, that have no concept of that, and their face is just in their phone the whole time, and they're looking for a lot of validation through their their phone.
0: Do you think computers or AI or whatever that's going to be called, where Siri is Skynet? Mm. Do you think it will ever take over the creative? Uh like, not, do you think it could write a better story not, to make you cry than you can?
1: Not in our lifetimes, probably. Not in our lifetimes. Maybe in the far future, yeah, absolutely. But it would also take us as human beings to kind of be more collectively switching off and sort of being so hooked up with technology and and all that stuff that we we stop engaging in our imagination which i again i do believe is entirely possible because if i think about my world before phones and computers and how my mind how active my mind was Mm. versus how it is now i think you know there is something to be said for yeah limitation and moderation or even
0: imagining how a scenario might play out you google that now eh? yeah what to do if yep whatever or what happens when
1: whereas before you'd be like man i just have to really think about this maybe i'll speak to people about it Mm. and then maybe i'll go to a library Mm -hmm. and see if they got a book about it um
0: yeah i wonder if it's just you know horses were the way people got around yeah and then all of a sudden one day they weren't But there would have been some people being like, dude, horses are awesome. They give you a chance to not crash. They give you a chance to um, be outside and smell the fresh air. Mm. And we would have been talking about horses like we talk about all of these things.
1: I think that we, us people that kind of talk about, I, I don't know, because there'd actually probably be, and there already have been, studies about this. And studies talking about phones actually being... And social media actually definitely being like proven psychological studies that yeah. this is bad for you so it's not just our imaginations I don't think anyone could have proven like you can say automobiles are bad for you because people crash more and die but other than that they just get people going to somewhere quicker now obviously phones get people information quicker but then there's a whole bunch of other things that they do that are maybe negative mm. that that in the way that, that transportation is. Uh, analogy wasn't right right? Um, so maybe that's yeah what I think you,
0: I think what you're saying is you've, you're debunking me <laughs> and, and, and this is fine I quite like being debunked because um, these aren't theories theories are things that are proven Yeah, they're just hypothesis from my end yeah of course just ponders well we're know? just spitballing here right well that's why we can go live because we're just dudes yeah. talking with opinions well that's the thing
1: like every time we have a conversation it it devolves into these like deep philosophical musings online. It's evolving into it. Um, which is fine. Like, uh, I think that's awesome. I love having these conversations. Um, but it's just funny that any time that we don't just have a brief coffee uh, <laughs> together and talk about whatever the next project we might do,
0: yeah. it becomes this. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if we, uh, maybe it's not on us to change it. That's just, no. this is that's the, the dynamic. <laughs> we just, that's the dynamic. We're uh, a yin and yang. Yeah who are you um, ok man so uh, two things to wrap up yep. um, where can people follow you for this journey because you're about to embark on this journey to right. the UK and I'm imagining you're going to be kind of updating us along the way. Yes,
1: yeah, so I will try to be. I mean, I think the biggest problem I have is that I'm running this crowdfunding campaign through GoFundMe and we'll share the link. Okay. Um, you can also find the link on Facebook. You can friend request me too, just Guy in on Facebook, because mm-hmm. um, I'll be putting updates there as the most likely place I'll be doing the update thing. Um, but essentially, I, I am so busy right now that I do not have time to do my crowdfunding campaign you know i should be very active posting multiple times a day and really making people aware of this and i just like i have to plan this trip i have to plan this Mm -hmm. documentary i have to work full time in and amongst all of that so i don't i'm not able to commit as much as i'd like you know and what this you know talking about things did i do the best job i could with this crowdfunding campaign no (laughs) I, i i know that right now um but yeah for people that want to get involved and want to help the best way you can is by supporting the kickstarter or the gofundme page i should say um which you can find a link to in this comment section but you can also find a link to on my facebook um it's quite long so i i don't think i can um just freestyle it off the top of my off the top of my head but that's the best way you can support and also the other other way you can do it is to share my status about it Mm. um and like my status share my status um that sort of thing because you know that can also help I, i mean i know i'm i think this is the thing like there's a lot of campaigns going on that are just like hey this is an awesome artistic um project and i have the utmost respect for those and that's normally if i'm crowdfunding what i'm trying to do for me this is much different to that and i think much more important in some ways um because you know it's about raising awareness about about this illness and trying to help, ultimately just trying to help people um you know in the future with it and mm-hmm. i think that you know, like you can't do a better thing than sort of contribute to that. And you know, it, it's super small scale. I'm just one guy with all my gear, with a, a expensive flights and a bunch of travel insurance and a bunch of extra equipment that I need to get. And 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 um, you know, and then hopefully we raise enough money for um, the post production, which is really what is most expensive. Like I am sort of absorbing all the costs of. Of the filming of it, um, because it's just me doing it, and it's and it and it's all my gear and 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 all that sort of thing. But when we get to the post, the way for it to you know get done quickly is to hand it off to the other people, and to hand it off to other people, you need money for the sound mix for the color grade for the music for the editing um and all of that stuff is super key because like it's cool that i get over in there and film it but what would be much much cooler and much much more rewarding uh would be to be able to show my uncle this because Mm. it's about him it's his story and you know uh he deserves that a hundred percent and you know Uh, yeah like so that's my ultimate goal and the reality is like if you look at my track record most of my stuff takes a long time to finish but this can't and this can't Mm. well not if not if my uncle uh, you know if the goal is to get my uncle to see and that is absolutely the
0: goal it's a worthy uh load to carry bro yeah and i wish you good luck and thank you i look forward to chatting again on the podcast when you know um i want to ask you how your uncle felt you know yeah and and, uh, yeah you probably be hard to explain that but that'll be that moment you know and yeah um well just it's it's pretty intense and um you kind of struggle to find ways to talk about this stuff hey eh? because oh 100 it's, it's so intense because
1: yeah like I, I, i'm far from an expert on any of this mm. and in fact you know part of this for me is so i know more about it so i'm less ignorant and and you know because i am like and i think most people are um it's not something that you can easily get your head around or understand and and so I hope that this, uh, you know, gives people the opportunity to understand something more in a, a little window because, you know, it's not necessarily about, you know, maybe your, your grandfather or your father or your cousin or, you know, your brother-in-law, you know, maybe they don't have MSA, but maybe they do have a disease like this that is you know very very tough uh and very you know af- affecting like so greatly affecting to your overall health in terms of you know how you get about day to day and the amount of care that is required and so if that is the case then this is something for for those people too so you have a little bit more empathy and understanding as a healthy person person relating to someone who was very very sick mm. and who has I guess been robbed of a lot of the uh the joys of life well, the things
0: we all take for granted
1: things we take for granted yeah. and all the things that make you happy mm. um you know so you know my uncle is a super brave dude because he hasn't given up mm. and I think that so many people would have and do and he keeps fighting every day to to live and to be around for his daughter and his wife and you know um, keeps striving to, to do those little things and take those little moments to relish the things that he still can do mm. and all of that is you know inspiring you know and I don't think I'd necessarily have met a disease like this with the same oh, I definitely wouldn't have met it with the same level of of well, uh, bravery and I guess that classic English stiff up, uh, up mm. lift, um, you know, um, and and sort of patience that that he has, mm. and so you know I think maybe that is again just a. A reflection of the guy he is but if you want to contribute that would be awesome
0: awesome would it be fair to say that this is what's blowing your mind at the moment
1: a hundred percent this is what's It's all that's on my mind and it is
0: completely blowing my mind awesome bro well thanks again brother for joining us on the podcast and everyone should um jump onto your gofundme and if yeah. you can um uh, maybe spare a few bucks or if not just maybe share the link to, yep. to your yep. networks that'd be cool eh uh, guy good luck on your trip um no. Please don't watch movies on the plane. Go to sleep, and I think that's a worthy thing you should try and do. I
1: think what I'm going to do is I'm going to fall asleep watching movies. So Meet you halfway there. Just don't fall asleep while you're Uber driving. Or maybe
0: call in sick tonight, bro. You know, and I
1: got to do tonight.
0: You don't need to eat fast. It's good for you. Okay, team. Um, that's Guy Pigden. Go follow all of his stuff. And uh, thank you all for watching and joining us, and 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 collectively blowing our minds together. It does feel good. It's as close to a prayer as 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 many of us would like to go, but hey, try prayer out loud Not about yourself. I think uh, get awkward with it, and you know, like if it's too hard, just do a prayer.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, please, please, Lord, uh, if uh, we could all come together
0: to support this uh, this documentary. I don't think the mysterious Lord works that way, but maybe he or she does alright peace out team thanks all for blowing my mind and we'll see you in the next podcast
1: this message is brought to you by Deadpool hi Deadpool here I just want to give maximum effort to my favourite Kiwi podcaster Will Fleming from Please Blow My Mind thank you for blowing my pants I mean mine Will if you also want your pants blown go ahead and rate and review Please Blow My Mind on iTunes right now And tell him Deadpool sent you, from the bottom of my pants, spank you.